What's up, family? I am Corindiana Lane, and I do worship. And I am Nazinga Benton, and I do therapy. And together, this is Worship and Therapy. We always, because it's super important, give our disclaimers. As an international worship leader, a parent, a spouse, a friend, and a regular person like everyone else, it's tough to find a place where you can kick back, let your hair down, and just be heard. So we created a platform that focuses on mental health advocacy for not only Christians, but also African-American communities, where we discuss the really tough issues that we all deal with in life. And now, Nzinga will give her disclaimer. I am a licensed professional counselor. However, I am not your counselor, and this does not replace you going to counseling. The things I discuss are things I've researched, things I've experienced, and my personal opinions on the matter. Now, with that being said, let's get into this week's episode. Guard your peace. Please. <laughs> that is the topic for tonight. I'm very passionate about that per se because i know just for me personally yeah it, it took a while to get to a place in my life to where i was actually very uh intentional about guarding my peace with just so many different um aspects so that's why now i'm just really like you know i i go through extreme measures when it comes to just guarding my life and kind of guarding my peace and how I um, approach, because I was realizing the things that I didn't guard were affecting me. They were affecting my life. They were affecting how I ministered. They were, you know, they were affecting just so many aspects of my life. And I had to, I didn't know that that was the different things that I was encountering was stealing my peace, robbing my peace. And I didn't know the importance of having peace until now. So hence the reason, you know, I'm just really, really passionate about making sure that you guard your peace. So Nzinga, what are like some, what are some things that can rob a person's peace? Oh, 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 oh. Full-blown Persons, world. look, persons, places, and things. <laughs> Um, people, and, and ultimately this is going, well, I'm going to save that, but people can rob us of our peace. Um, because, you know, people who are maybe always asking us to do things and, and, or having things going on or everything that they do is a crisis. Um, and we overindulge and get into that, um, places, going certain places, certain, you know, um, there's certain homes. That you just don't feel comfortable. Certain um, environments that you're in, you don't feel comfortable and it takes your peace. Um, there are certain things. But ultimately, we rob ourselves of our peace because we allow people to get us in a space. We allow ourselves to be in a place that is uncomfortable, right? And at the end of the day, it's the ownership comes here that we allow people, places, things, and we rob ourselves of our peace. Right. Um, because we accept, we accept those things um, that we are uncomfortable. We say, you know, one of the things I remember growing up, I said, and I still struggle. I said yes to everything. Right. You asked me, I said yes. And then I was angry 
and frustrated while doing it. Mad at you for asking me, but really mad at me for saying yes. Right. Nazinga, can you take me here? Sure. Nazinga, can you take me? You know, I live like 40 miles away. Do you mind? Because I need a ride. Can you take me? Yeah, girl, I got you. And then driving like, oh, I got a <laughs> The whole attitude. You know, and so what I've learned, and I've said it before, saying yes to people is saying no to me. Mm. Saying yes to the things that I don't want to do is saying no to me. Mm -hmm. Because if I don't want to do it, but I say yes, I am now putting myself in a space that I don't want to be in. So I'm telling myself no. Yeah. I'm subsequently robbing myself of that peace. But I promise you, it is something in, in the no. When I say, ah, oh, can you do, yeah, no, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I go to sleep like, whew. Wow. It's wow. that. So I think those are some of the things. Uh, what have you experienced as a peace robber or robbers? So let's just jump right into it, okay? I'm going to say family, all right? Now, if any of my family is on here, I apologize. <laughs> right not for my boundaries but for maybe exposing them to the public um but i had to i read now i've talked about the relationship that i had with my father in the previous previous episodes um that our relationship evolved to a place of toxicity Mm -hmm. Now, I it took me a while to get to the place of, you know, I'm supposed to talk to him because he's my dad and that's a part of honoring your parents so that your days will be long and he should just be able to talk to me and spew out the most outlandish things to me no matter if it hurts me, no matter if it, you know, disrupts me or makes me cry or like, I should just take it all because of who he is and the position that the Lord designed, you know, that part was really, really, really tough you know, for me, because, you know, you have a certain level of honor and you have a certain level of respect for your parents. And I think that they don't always have the same level of respect for you as the child. Like, no matter what you communicate out, no matter what you say, like, hey, this, this bothers me, you know, mm -hmm. stop talking to me like this, or that's not a, you know, good idea. I'm going to hang up now. You know, <laughs> like, and there's still like no level of just like respect for me, you know, as the, as your child. So it took a while for me to get to that, to that space only. And, and really I was kind of forced to that space because this was really at a time where I created the boundaries with when I first started having like panic attacks and my health just kind of started taking mm. So I had very little leeway, very little tolerance, my, you know, even to the point where whenever I would talk to him specifically, it would be, I, I, my body would respond. 
like my heart would palpitate, you know what I'm saying? Like every time I would hear his voice and then like I would, you know, I thought back to when I told you guys before, when I first um, started having panic attacks and the Lord revealed to me that I had daddy issues and I wasn't really sure what those were until we started to explore those. So, mm -hmm. so while, as I'm doing my work, you know, cleaning out my closet and do you do my work, and I would hear his voice and my body would immediately respond. And I thought that was really odd, you know, cause I'm like before I'm like, I don't know, I guess I was surviving or maybe I was just, you know, being tough. I don't know, you know, but it's like <laughs> now in, in the space that I was in at that time, I couldn't even tolerate it at all. Mm. Like I was like, I gotta go cooking. <laughs> and I hung up because I literally felt my physical body about to have a panic attack, you know? And at that time, I'm like, I'm avoiding that at all costs. I'm like shutting everything down like this. I'm, I stop eating this. I'm, anything that would rev me up physically, mm. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that at all. So it's like when that happened, I was like, dang, that's pretty severe. And I'm like, how did I get this far to the point where I'm like, I can't, I can't even tolerate, I can't even hear your voice. I can't deal with you at all. Mm -hmm. and, you know, but that was me. And I believe that that was like the Lord really revealing that we have to set boundaries. No matter who the person is, whether they're your parents, whether they're your siblings, whether they're your friends, whether, you know, whatever, anything that is coming towards you that's toxic or that's, negative or that does like just doesn't serve you or doesn't add to you but it always subtracts from you always is taking from you or drawing all of your you know energy out of you you have to set boundaries for that because you don't want to get to the point where you're just like bump cut it off you know i'm never talking to you again ever in life yeah. no one wants to get you know no one wants to get to that point like, I don't have no type of like, oh my gosh, I can't stand my father. I hate him so much. I don't have any of that. Like, I love him dearly. I pray for him. I cover him. Like, but I had to set boundaries there because that was toxic in my space and it caused me to respond physically. Like, that sucked. You know, when you have to get to that point where, you can't even just do the, you know, where you actually set healthy boundaries, then that when and it becomes unhealthy. Because now I'm like, I can't talk to you at all because I, I let myself get there to that point yeah. to where now the boundary I have to set is really unhealthy. It's not a healthy boundary to not, you know, talk to your parents or not talk to, you know, your, your siblings or not. It's just not healthy. It really isn't. You have to and be I'll realistic. And I would say this, it depends, you know, and it depends on what they bring, because if they do bring some, a level of toxicity that is draining and taking life from you, you right. do have to set that boundary of, I, can't, I just cannot. Um, and I think it's two things that came, or two scriptures that came to mind that I think often, and I'm not going to stay on them because I don't want to get in a, you know, a Bible battle. Right. But the Bible says to honor your mother and father that your days may be long. Honor. Right. 
so I can honor the position you hold as my father. I can honor the position you hold as my mother. I can be frustrated by you, upset by you, and even not like some things that you do. The Bible says that the day longer promise is with honoring. Now, it also says, children obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Right. But what I read in there is, there's an obligation for the parents too. Because if I'm to obey my parents in the Lord, right? for this is right. Obedience is different from liking. Mm -hmm. Honoring is different from liking. And so some of us have to, because I think that, I think you bring up a great point because I think from a mental health perspective, a lot of people are caught up with a misunderstanding right. of of the Bible or or not even necessarily, but a, of a dogmatic view because oftentimes we, some, many of us were raised that way, like this is what you do, you better do this, this, this. Right. And it's like, wait a minute, let me be curious and let me read and understand. And when we read more and understand, it's like, wait a minute, because it's unfair for you to utilize your position in my life. I think you, you said, not I think, you said something that I believe is so profound. Mm -hmm. And that is parents often forget that the humanity of the child Right. Right? I get that we have to honor you. Yes. Right, right. But give me something to honor. Right. Right. And I think it's that part. So we think about that. You know, we can go down that another day, another, you know, another topic. But I think it's important to just say for people who may have parent, mommy, daddy, sibling issues to understand what the word says and to also understand that that God's desire for you is that you have peace. God's desire for you is because the, the, there's also scripture that says, let this mind be in you, right. which was also in Christ Jesus. Right. So you have to have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ, I want to believe is peace because he spoke peace because he was peace. When, even in the right. midst of a storm, he was peacefully sleeping. And so right. I think we can learn something from that in the midst of our storm, storms of family, storms right. of separate ourselves go down and go to sleep right because that's the beauty of the 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 takeaway from that scripture is he separated himself right. from the storm but mm -hmm. he was powerful enough to speak to the storm so there are times when i need to separate because the bible didn't say there was not a storm there mm -hmm. was one he would sleep while there was one so that means that says to me there will be storms in our lives we can't always circumvent them, prevent them, and stop them. You know, we but they, so there will it's inevitable. There will be storms, right. and we can be peacefully and peaceful in the storms. And when we've had enough, mm. we can speak to the storm <laughs> and say, you know what? Nah, peace be still. What I can't do is that. So you calling here and having me in a space and having me feel that I cannot do. Peace right. be still. I'm speaking to you, storm, storm. I can't even do this anymore. Because storms right. don't do what storms do, but storm right now in my life, you serve right. me perfect. Peace so be still. Is what I would what I said was having to get to that point where you have to completely cut, completely separate. In my mind, I guess I still deem that as unhealthy. But mm -hmm. as you stated, it's not necessarily unhealthy to do that. It's still a healthy thing because I have to guard my peace in the se and, and separate in mm -hmm. order to make sure that 
that I'm good and that my, my you know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to carry the guilt either of, man, this is unhealthy, man. I don't know, man. I got to do something about, man, I don't know. Maybe I should just, you know what I'm saying? And then again, yeah. you end up back into that, that cycle of the obligation, like we talked about before, having that level of obligation that you feel like, I have to endure him in that matter. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, whether it's a mother or father, whatever, it's like you're saying, I have to allow you to just tear me down all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we're talking about father-daughter relationship or parent-child relationship, but it works the same way, whether it's boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, husband-wife relationship, it's like the same thing same level of really guarding your guarding your heart guarding your peace because we tolerate so much we tolerate yes. so much and not realizing what's happening to our mental to our psyche even just how the toler the tolerance that we have it shapes us yes even beyond a relationship let's say you you tolerated so much in a toxic relationship that when that relationship is done or it's over with now you take that psyche that you've kind of trained yourself in and you take that to the next situation mm -hmm. and wonder why you get the same result you know what i mean like it ends up this or it's like man like why do i keep yeah it up with the same person you know same person. You, you know what you seek toxicity because that is your that's your base that's mm -hmm. what you know right so you that's you you attract it yeah because that's that's what you know that's what you and i think i'm so glad you said that because you do you shift your whole mentality and right. i think i i think i brought it up last week how i was so i didn't realize that my base of tolerance was unhealthy mm. right when i thought about stress my base right. of time like literally when i went to the physical doctor and they were like are you this are you this are you this and i was like no because those things don't don't mean anything to me that's normal it's normal to be tired right. so i don't know what tired is right so it's, it's the same thing like toxic right. toxicity becomes your norm where i someone can come in and tell you that it's toxic and you don't see it because it is your norm because now you have been conditioned for this way of life and then you seek that and or connect with that because right. that is your level of comfort that is now your base because you stayed in this and in relationships and any you know anything that robs us uh, robs us of our peace like i said i was a yes person so that was very toxic that was right. a toxic relationship i had with the word yes wow and so wow. yes was the base so if anybody asks, yes, you say yes, because they say no is mean. You don't do that. You say right. yes if they ask you, even if you're tired and even if you got to get up at six in the morning or five in the morning and at midnight, someone asks you. Now, it's different if it's an emergency. But if someone asks you, you know, can they call you and talk to you? And you're like, yeah, you can go ahead. And that is toxic. And we don't right. realize it because we've made that our base. Our base has been a lot of the things that we've allowed um because of guilt like you said it's like and especially i think in the um spiritual and the you know um christian and in any just you know um spiritual i would say arena we oftentimes are led by guilt 
because right. we have a misunderstanding or misinterpretation of the Bible, um, or because we just feel like Jesus walked around and said yes to everything. <laughs> you know, and that's what Christians are supposed to do. You just right. say yes to everything. I want to believe, and I wasn't there, but I want to believe that everybody who needed a healing didn't get one the way they thought they were going to get it. Mm. I want to believe that, it, because he can't, he couldn't. Right, right. Because he was a he was a spirit who came in flesh, and flesh had limitations, which is right. why he was able to even meet and and have death, because he was just as much human as he was spirit. So there was there are limitations, right. and so we act like we have these superhuman abilities, right. and so it's like what. Well, you know, God will give me strength. I'm going to go ahead and tell him yes. I mean, I know, ooh, that's a whole two-hour drive I got to get, but I'll be all right. I mean, okay, I'll just ask God to redeem the time. No, right. it's 24 hours. It's 24 hours in a day. Right. <laughs> you're going to get three hours of sleep, sis. you going to, bro, you're going to get three hours of sleep. God ain't going to all of a sudden make three turns into 10 and eight. You're going to get three hours of sleep, right? right. It is saying no. Right. Uh, it's, you know, so you know when i think about it from that perspective that it is it's so important to guard our peace and it's so it's important to understand what peace is right let's start there because I, many of us don't know yeah i, I was gonna that was the, the next thing i was gonna say is i'm like i guess when you're so surrounded with so much whether it's toxicity or or you're surrounded with just so much going on such chaos in your life every day it's almost what you've designed you know for yourself do you really know how to be peaceful do you do you do you really know how to be still you know do you really know what's in the stillness of mm -hmm. spending the time in worship with the lord like so many like i've had so many conversations of people that would ask well what is spending time with the lord even like outside of going to church you know mm -hmm. what i mean like outside of being in the in the service and sitting in the pews and getting the word and a lot of people deem that as their time with god like <laughs> well that yeah, I went to church and that's my that's my time of God. So when you say worship, they all automatically just think you're just singing yep. or in a service or, you know, so it's like almost like how do you do that when you're alone, when it's just you and you're alone with your thoughts? You know what I mean? Like there's so many people that aren't really certain on what to do or the how to to worship to a place of peace mm -hmm. or if your life is you know chaotic and you have to separate and get away what does that even look like can i even sit there and sit that still in order to even settle myself and settle my mind and like and then a lot of people think med meditation demonic you know what I'm saying? or like what are you meditating on you know <laughs> okay you know what when i think about it it's almost like what came to mind when you were talking was finding peace yeah exploring it and understanding it is almost like an addict in recovery there is going to be withdrawals because you've been so connected to disruption 
Yeah. And to that it's hard to even fathom what peace feels like, even though it's better for you. When I think about addicts, it's better for you to not have the substance. Your mm -hmm. body craves it and even will start breaking down because it has become comfortable with it. So likewise, when we have been in this space of disruption and, and don't get me wrong, some of us have it's mild and some of us it's excessive. But when we've not owned, owned and understood what peace is to obtain it becomes foreign. Mm -hmm. It's like it's too quiet in here. Yeah. No, I can't do this. What is happening? Mm -mm, no, 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 no. Or like you said, like meditate. Oh, it's demonic. I remember the very first time, like, and I'm still learning to meditate. I'm actually taking a course to, to train people to meditate. And I was at an event um, mm -hmm. with Deepak Chopra. If you haven't heard of him, look him up. He is um, uh, like uh, everything. He has, I think, like 12,000 doctorates and all this stuff. But <laughs> he's a physician. He's an amazing being. And so I went to an event um, and he did a meditative moment. Of course, I had never really done one and it was masked people. And so, you know, I'm looking at people. So that's already like, number one, I'm all wrong. Cause I'm like, what? <laughs> so then I was like, okay, let me try. So here I am like trying to close my eyes. And I was just like, uh, -uh people looking at me, uh, -uh what's happening? Wait, did I leave the refrigerator? I mean, uh, uh, like, you can't even quiet yeah, yeah. the mind yeah. because I'm so used to disruption and interruptions. Mm -hmm. And so here's the thing that I want to just help people real, real quick, because I learned about me meditation and it has changed my life. It is not so much about sitting still and being quiet mm -hmm. as much as it is about understanding what it is that you do, understanding that the mind wanders. Because the more I understand me, the better. So the more I understand God and I give myself this moment of meditation with him, I see me. So outside of the spiritual sense, what meditation means is to get to a space to understand. So you are, you are mindful of, and that's, they'll tell you, when you hear, feel your mind wandering, gently bring it back. Find a focus, stay there. When it wanders, so then you become, so now I'm mindful of the fact that I'm not, I'm in a, in, I'm in a disruptive space. I'm yeah. mindful, my, my spidey senses, if you will, have now peaked. So when I walk in a room, I'm like, eh, no, I gotta go. Something about this doesn't feel right. And so right. in the spiritual realm, when I become, when I start meditating in God, he shows me, me. Mm -hmm. I become mindful of the things that I do and say and, and go and all that is contrary to what he wants for me. Right. That's what it's getting in a still, small, quiet space. Now, is it easy? No. Don't beat yourself up, though, if the first 10, 15 times you just like, like me, like, no, I'm good and well. I didn't leave the refrigerator, the oven. I was just like, is the refrigerator on? Did I leave the stove on? What am I going to eat tonight? Oh, it's going to be a long ride home. Oh, I was off. Yeah. <laughs> but it spoke. So what I learned in hindsight was that I am a wanderer, mm -hmm. that disruption, and that's many of us, chase us. No, mm -hmm. it, no let me not even say it. Disruption runs with us right yeah. alongside it doesn't have to chase us yeah. and now i am learning to be more cognizant of my quiet space and enjoy it and just sit in it and the yeah. same with god i've seen me and he's shown me me then now i'm like okay i'm standing before the doctor doctor do your job because i have but it took some time 
and it showed me that I was living in a place of not of non-peace. Because mm. many people think, oh, I mean, I know what peace is. I have yeah. peace. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And don't. But it's like ha having a hard time sitting with your thoughts, too. I think that's another thing that probably prevents people from getting quiet or wanting to be quiet is, like you said, your thoughts are just kind of racing and just presenting all kinds of weird things you know, to you at once. And then it's like, how do I get to that place where I feel like I'm okay with, with, with those thoughts? And that's what you're saying, like getting to, to a place where I spend the time with the Lord. He actually, really, it's like spending time with him because he knows how to teach you how to take every thought into captivity and they not run your life or they not rule your life because they'll always be presented. You're, you'll never have just like mind, you know, first of all, we want our minds to be, to be moving and dreamy because we have imagination and we're dreamers and we dream. So we don't want our minds to be quiet, you know, mm -hmm. but we do want to be in control of them. And a lot of that comes in worship like with, with or and actually like being able to spend time with him and taking all of the thoughts to him and not being so uh you know i guess the word is uh, ashamed you know of your thoughts or or ashamed of the thoughts that are that are in your mind oh uh, i think i said one time before on our one of the episodes is like literally writing down everything that was in my thoughts as they mm -hmm. came to me. so that the most outlandish things that that may have presented in my mind whether it was drive this car into this wall you know or the thought of a plane flying over you and it automatically it just drops right on the bridge under you like all those different things that you just see that that comes in your mind and just shoots around you know I started like writing them down because I had to be like, okay with those thoughts and not like ashamed with them. So that if I recognize what they are, then I can take every thought into captivity as opposed to trying to not think about that they're there, you know, like you can't get around them. So you might as well yeah. capture them, you know, and actually put them on notice, which is highlighting the enemy that I've, confronting you which brings about change you know what i mean i'm confronting you i know what you're doing so now i can take every thought into captivity and it not just ruin my life or affect my life or have me <laughs> trying to act out things or whatever when it gets to an extreme type situation but mm -hmm. I, I really feel like that that type of uh work can really happen when you're with a therapist for one so that they can kind of help you decipher what's going on. And when you also take those thoughts to the Lord and worship, whether that be you just sitting with him and you're just sitting there with your thoughts and you're just writing it out. Just like, Lord, okay, what is that? Why, why is, why did I think that? What does mm -hmm. that mean? Is that coming from me? Do I really think that? Okay. That's not me. You know, like, like really like doing that type of work to where, 
nothing can nothing can get past you or get you know take over you it's like mm -hmm. i'm in control of everything that's happening i know that these thoughts are not from me i know they're not from you so if i know that and i'm in control of that then thereby i have more control over my my life my thought life which therefore leads me to a peaceful life yep. so that i'm not battling something that will always kind of come but at least i'll have at least i'll know and at least i can confront it and at least i can take those thoughts and do away with them basically you know what i mean or not acknowledge them to the fact where they're taking over my life and i can't even think about anything else positive because i'm bombarded with negative thoughts and i think you know what what you just said was whether you know it or not, whether people caught on to it or not, was like mic drop worthy, right? It is owning what it is. And somebody put, how do you face your demons to get your peace? It is owning that they, owning that those thoughts mm -hmm. are there. Because what we do, what we do in, this, in the Christian world, what we do just in the world, the world of humanity, is we don't want to own our negative and that scary side. We don't want to own the demons that speak, the demons that we hear. We want to act like they don't exist. Right. And what I cannot do is call something out that I have not called. If I don't call it, I can't call it out. And so many of us are suffering in the spiritual realm, in the natural realm, we are suffering because we will not, we want to hide and act like those things don't exist. It is the thoughts that have said, I have been and I will own 1000% tonight on this live, something that the world may see. I have had moments where I've said, okay, what if I just keep going and just press the gas and close my eyes? Mm -hmm what right and i've been like why am i thinking this but i'm right. thinking it because i'm and what it opens the doors i'm flooded we are flooded with so much negativity so yeah. much force but i and but we don't want to say that we don't want to own that we've had those thoughts that while it may not be the specific thought of suicide right because then right. we'll say well i ain't really thought about killing myself but right. we you know but we even kind of dumb that down but sometimes some of us have we've right. not had an intent but we've had a thought right what would life be if I just were not here? Right. What would, and we might, I'm, I might not have went as far as coming up with a plan or doing, but right. owning that, owning that those spaces exist for us. And I, and you also said something about, you know, the, the safest space, I think, and the most, um, well, I won't say the most, but a comfortable space to have that conversation is with the therapist, is with somebody who's trained to do this work and who understand this work. But that is so important is that we own this is what I say therapy is. And I'll say this is in the book of Mazinga. Um, acceptance. It is acceptance. It is not change. Mm. Change may be a byproduct of acceptance. Mm. But is it accepting our limitation? Accepting the things that have happened to us? Accepting doesn't mean that I receive it and I appreciate it or that I value it or if I was in an abusive relationship. Accepting is saying I, I was in an abusive relationship. I can't go back and change it. I can't make this, you know, acceptance. When right. you accept, then you can start doing things differently. When I accept that there are forces beyond me that sometimes speak to me, then right. I can now start speaking to them because I accept that they exist. And right. I also accept that there exists a greater power that says I can speak those things that are not. And so they were.
there is that it's yeah. accepting and many of us run from that and so we our peace is disrupted yeah because we are running from claiming not claiming but owning what it is that we're experiencing only like how like you know what i love about your testimony is like when you realize all the things like the daddy issues and some things that were just kind of catalysts to the anxiety yeah you start doing the work and as you start doing the work then you work with that right so right. that no longer had a hold over you right because you could call it what so soon as it started oh no let me tell you about this and that's what therapy is like we teach you the things that the triggers you start realizing wait okay yep. it's happening again mm -mm. i know and it is and i know what it is it is this anxiety yep. is happening anxiety let me tell you what i'm about to do is send you yep. packing because this ain't this but when you don't accept it when you don't understand it when you don't process it when you just kind of keep going like mm. i mean yeah every now and then i do have outbursts but that's just you know i just i mean that ain't nothing like you, you know when you just go then it overtakes and it becomes toxic and yep. it becomes a detriment to your physical health. Physical. As well health. as your mental health. And your mental health. Because one begets the other. It's a complete system. So when one thing is off, it's going to present itself. And that's, you know what I mean? Like you get to, you people feel like, a lot of things that's going on with them with just I read something today that was that talked about all the things that's happening with our bodies physically have already have always been there. They've just decided to present themselves now because it's just kind of gone too far. Like to where your body's <laughs> like, all right. Like it's tapping out basically. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when like when disease starts to show up, you know, in your body, disease starts to show up in your body, it's your body saying, All right, I've tapped I'm tapping out now. I, I I can't I can't do this anymore. Um you're gonna have to do something now and now, you know? And then it's like it sucks when it gets to that point to where it's like, dang. I, I had to get to the point where I freaking had anxiety issues thyroid issues freaking gut health issues like all of that just chilling in my body until it decided to present itself because it's toxins yeah, yeah like my sister i feel like food has a lot to do with the toxins yes it really does and all those things they work as one yeah. system you know what i mean it's like it's so one thing is off here because of something that's off in your body you're just a ticking time bomb, really. You know what I mean? Walking around with just so much going on, all because we don't want to really do the work that's involved, whether it's the mental work that's involved, whether it's you getting with a therapist, you getting with the Holy Spirit and actually dealing with what's going on in your mind, dealing with what's going on in your subconscious, in your closet, mm -hmm. or you don't want to do the work of even getting your health together. You don't want to get out there and freaking work out you don't want to drink water and take vitamins. Do you know how hard it was for me when my health was taking a turn and I went to see my, uh, I, I was recommended to see a, a naturopathic doctor, holistic doctor, and the list of vitamins that was given to me, I freaked out. Mm -hmm. I I 
there. I cr I sat there with my vitamin bottles and cried my eyes out. <laughs> it was horrible. Even though all of these vitamins that are in these bottles should have been in the food that I was putting in my darn body. <laughs> that part. That part. I mean, it was like magnesium, sodium, omega-3s, iron. I mean, like, I was like, I don't want to take all of these at once. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have to swallow all of these. I feel horrible. <laughs> I'm sick. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but you know what? So the, the amazing thing about that, it goes back to what we started out with saying. Abnormality has become normal. So the things that I eat that are abnormal and that are not really created for me not. have become normal. normal. So when I have to do what is normal, it is now abnormal. Normal. So Absolutely. it is blowing my mind. Like I, you know, I'm not ashamed of this. I've talked about it often. I am a fibroid sufferer. This is my third time with them. Um, and I own today, and I'll maybe this will be my deliverance moment. Um, <laughs> I own today. I went to, um, I've, I've seen an herbalist. They put me on things. So the first, the second, I can't even remember. See, that's second time. Second time, I was going strong. Then I was just like, this stuff is just it's so unnatural. I got to take this and this and this and this. Same thing. So I was like, yeah, nah. Next thing you know, surgery number two. Okay, now they're back for a third time. I have a book called The Fibroid Diet, I think, or 60 Day. It lays out everything that you should eat and everything that you should not eat. And there are testimonials where women have no longer suffered from fibroids, where they literally dissolve. I looked at the first page of the book with all the stuff I couldn't eat. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> And then when I looked at the things that I could eat, I was like, what is this? I don't even know what this is. No. Yeah. Right? And so it, I own that for myself, that the very, there are some things, and I think this in the spirit realm and the, the physical realm, that we don't need mm -hmm. to pray to God for, mm -hmm. but because he's given us the answer to. Already already there's some things because oh i want a miracle well i told eat that food i already sent the miracle <laughs> eat, 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 eat these natural foods and these things that are on here don't stop eating stop drinking the soda stop drinking the right. juices stop dr drink more water eat things that are high in this that yeah. is it and there is your healing because you waste you you wasting prayers and time <laughs> trying to ask me to do something that I've given you. Already done. I put everything on earth for you to do. And you're trying to ask for me to do a heavenly miracle mm -hmm. for what I've already given an earthly answer to. Message. Many of us suffer when it comes to peace because of that. Because we, because even in prayer, like, well, God, I thought you were going to do it. You ain't did it yet. God, what's going on, God? God, 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 why? And he's like, I gave you the answer. I, I told you to stop talking to her. Yeah. I told you to leave that relationship. Yeah. I told, I gave you all the warning signs. So what I'm not going to do is perform this 
like just poof, be gone because yeah. I, I put the foods in the store. I put yeah. farmers markets, I put farmers, yeah. I put yeah. everything that you need. And so oftentimes it, I believe that, you know, we going back to the very beginning, like we have made abnormal, abnormal, normal. That's horrible. Which is, whew, it is. <laughs> I don't even, that's horrible. <laughs> it's tough. It literally took my husband, literally had to like stare in my eyes and say, Babe, these are not pill bottles, pharmaceuticals. <laughs> Girl, take them vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> but if I was just freaking out because it was so many and I and it made me feel I guess it was like a, it was a it was a mental thing it was a mental break you know what I'm saying just in my in my thoughts because of that the, because of what I uh, viewed as abnormal you know what I'm saying I viewed yeah. the more uh the more uh, I guess uh pharmaceutical route as more real and effective than the natural mm. route. So mm. I had a tough time really shifting my mind. And I probably would say maybe within the last, maybe this, probably this, this last year is I've really gotten on board with the life, you know, this is my life. This mm -hmm. is my lifestyle. These are the things I'll be taking until Jesus returns. <laughs> <laughs> These are the things that I will be giving my children. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what my mind had to, it took, it, I can, I understand when, for people to be like, I don't trust the holistic route or I don't trust the natural route because that is the sickness. <laughs> yep, making this abnormal. No, I, I'll go. I'll go and take a medication that you know that they built and made in a lab that I don't even know. I, I'll take that. We know it's poisonous, mm -hmm. and we're mm -hmm. all right with that. That seems more real to us than the natural route, like the the that route. Part. And it's like, like you said. The Lord is like, I put everything that you need here. Everything that I that you'll ever need, I put it here. It's for you. Now, the things that we need that we need the guidance on while we have the Holy Spirit is you you take everything to him. Lord, what do you think about this? You know, what do you think about this magnesium? How do you feel about it? Do you know, you know, now you, because there's so many out, you know, there's so many different ones out there, so many brands. There's so, you know. CBS versus, uh, you know, uh, herb store versus the, you know, like there's so many different ones, you know, to choose from. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in and says, yeah, don't do that one. Try this one though. That, yeah, them, they're good. You know, do that. Them, no, nah, they put some other additives in it. It's like, that's now where we see guidance, you know, for those like day-to-day -day thing type decisions. But it does not mean that our healing has not already been available and yep. already been here, whether it's physical or whether it's 
mental. You know what I mean? He's like, I put millions of therapists on the earth that are trained, you know, to the capacity to handle all kinds of things. And the Holy Spirit is also here because he's the helper. He's also the counselor. So So let's say you can't afford a counselor at this time. The Holy Spirit is the counselor. I have I have literally experienced him counsel me out of the most darkest pit of my entire mm-hmm. life. And then once I was to the place where I was functional, then I retained the therapist. Yeah. To help along this journey, you know, because it is a journey. It's every day because we're encountering things on a daily basis. Do you ever reach a place of Man, I'm there. I made it. I'm all right. I'm good. I don't know. Because yeah, I don't you know like what? It's a maintenance thing. I feel like it's you know like like when we say that we're committed to to just get it starting the conversation about mental health and the maintenance of it. I do feel like our mental health has to be maintained. I don't. I don't know if we actually reach a place of just like, huh, you know. All is well. The euphoric. You just kind of, you know, uh, drifting off into the sunset. I don't know. Yeah, I, you know what? I think, I think we have and can have euphoric moments, but there is a rule in recovery. And and if you anybody who may be on here who experienced the world of recovery, um, specifically substance. There is, it is forever. Right. Even if you are so, notice that every milestone is always celebrated. Right. One day, two days, two years, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years. It's always recovered. I mean, it's always celebrated. If you ever hear a, um, a recovering addict, they will always say, oh, I'm 50 years sober or I'm 30 years sober. I'm, right. right? Because it is, it is ongoing. And it's the same with us, like whether I am addicted to a substance or not, because many of us are addicted to toxicity. We are addicted to um, things that are not good for us. Right. Right. Disruptions, things that are non-peaceful. Right. So it is a forever journey. You you will you master you may have mastered this area. Or I wouldn't even say mastered because it goes back to the conversation we had on the very first show, the ED versus the ING, right? I don't think many of us have ED'd anything. I think when by the time you ED'd, you were D-E-A-D. Because you're there, right? Um, Because now we can talk about what you did in the past because you're no longer here. But we are always ING'ing every day. So we are mastering maintaining and so while you feel good here's the thing you know i i often say we don't know what we don't know so i'm good because i i've I've learned all these triggers and i'm good but then here comes something that i never seen before triggers me and takes me right there so it has to be an ing so it is important um in therapy we do something where we do uh, maintenance and so clients that you may start seeing twice a week or once a week for, you know, every, every week, you may then go as they've kind of learned this acceptance and learn how to process and to handle things and use strategies. Then you may go to once a month or every other week. And then you may go, hey, okay, like every three or four months, just call or I'll just check in with you. Because I think we should always have that checking in 
because we will forever be learning. We will forever be accepting. We'll forever be figuring out yeah. where is my peace? You know, find my peace, stay there. We will forever be in that space. We will yeah. forever ing until we are DEAD, period, point and blank. Yeah. <laughs> we will forever be something. Um, yep. and never have arrived but I think that what ha that's what happens to us we have a lot of false hope um, people say oh I've, I've done it I've conquered this I'm good oh, right. yeah I don't need it I don't need that and then abnormal become normal again you get caught up because even that even thinking that you've arrived mm. because then you can easily become a disruptor of others peace when you feel that you've arrived because you often put what you think is right onto other people and right. that you are now the experts of this particular content or this particular space or this particular, you know. So I think it's very important that we own that we are forever learning. We are yeah. this platform, even for you and I, is a space yeah. for us to learn. Um, I tell, often I say this as a counselor, when I sit in front of my clients, I am just as much the student as I am the teacher. Yeah. Because there is so much I'm learning about them and myself mm -hmm. in that process that I am just as much as I do not sit in front of anybody and say, I have the answers and here they are. Right. I always say, you have the answers because what I do not as a therapist have are your answers. Right, right. I will be a guide on your journey. Right. That's it. You have the answers. And I believe we have within us that right that but here again going back to being able to claim it own it own that negativity so i can pull it out right because what right. i don't own stays because i'm thinking oh it's all right hey, oh that's nothing oh i mean right. i felt a little weird when i walked into their house but eh, that ain't nothing right. oh yeah my, my head was hurting just a little bit like i i had a slight headache and i i seem to get one every time i go but i just took some medicine and i'm good i you know i took a tylenol well my thing is with tylenol or any pain medication it doesn't it just masks right. the root. Right. Yep. It masks the root. It tells your body, your brain, to tell your body to not hurt. Yeah. But it yeah. doesn't deal with the cause like, of the hey, hurt. Stop being inflamed right now. <laughs> but we're not dealing with the cause of the inflammation or the that's cause right. of the pain or that's the cause right. of, and that's what we have to start digging down to, um, yeah. even to find our peace. Man, you know what's another good um good thing like that that's helpful when you're just kind of on this journey and just finding your peace and just getting to a place. It's actually like crying every day. Mm. <laughs> like I have found the most like first of all, I didn't intend to cry every day. Until I started kind of doing my work and doing like just the soul searching, you know, just of my life and my thoughts or whatever, or maybe things that maybe that I encounter. Um, like I told you, like before that I do a lot of home goings, you know, all mm -hmm. the time, off, very often, sometimes two, three times a week. Some, you know what I mean? Like sometimes five, six times a month. So or let's say uh, if I'm watching a movie or if I'm watching a show, maybe it's a real life documentary or, you know, and you kind of watching people's lives. So maybe you're on, you're on social media and, you know, because it's like social media is so just, 
filled with just so much. Like you, one minute you're cracking up at something, the next minute you're like, rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and your baby, you know, oh man, your husband. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so you don't realize how much things, how much you're actually taking in on a, on a daily basis. You're, you're taking in a lot of different levels of emotion. A, a lot of it is sadness. Or you're, if you're looking at the economy or if you're looking at, you know, people losing their jobs, people losing their homes, mm -hmm. fires and hurricanes and tornadoes and like all kinds of things. You don't realize how much you're actually absorbing when you're just, you think you're just scrolling, ah, oh, man, yeah. ah, but emotions are kind of on this roller coaster every day all day you know so i realized that when when you actually release emotion when you actually cry things out especially when you're like with the father and you're kind of you know whether it's you take that time to maybe pray for things that you saw on social media or pray for maybe your family that you know is going like I have found the greatest uh, release in just crying mm. often because people hold so much in and it's, it's very, very like detrimental to your body. It, it really, it, it really can cause, you know, those different areas of just having anxiety or just those different areas of having, mm -hmm. um, just feeling, you know, very emotional or very, mm -hmm. uh, angry or very, like all those different level emotions that you feel on a daily basis cry it out like literally like spend time with the lord when it comes to that and just like cry like just even the the, the simplest thing of just crying and if you have to like take almost you know like take your thoughts or sit with your thoughts and kind of think about the things that you've done for the day. I think we covered this before and maybe the, in our, um, uh, one of our other episodes where you actually like uh, recap your day mm -hmm. and of everything that you've encountered that day. You kind of recap that day, dump that over to the father, you know, in your time with him and your worship time, whether it's like, you know, I've times have seen, you know, I don't know, a baby needing surgery or, you know, or something like that. And I'll ponder that, you know what I'm saying? Like, like all day, like, man, you know, gosh, man, that sucks. Or I, and then I'll get a vision of my kids. And then I get, you know what I'm saying? Then it just like tripping. I'm just like, we're, I, we're not designed for one to carry the cares of this world. We were, we weren't designed like that. The word tells us to cast cares. Because he cares for us. So therefore, if he's telling us as a command, cast your cares. He didn't say like, hey, you can cast your cares if you want to because you don't have to carry that if you don't, you don't want to carry that. You can go ahead. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, no, cast your cares because I care for you. So we weren't designed to carry the cares of the world. So when we encounter those things on our social medias all day long, all day long, we're actually absorbing that and carrying it along with us throughout the day. When I started thinking yeah. about how many homegoings I was doing, I'm in these homegoings with these families, actually feeling their level yeah. of grief. Mm -hmm. Even though I don't know these people, you know, I know nothing about them. Most time I'm just hired to come in to set the atmosphere to make sure that is, uh, that it's celebratory for mm -hmm. the so 
but it's the toughest, one of the toughest jobs, I think, to have to do that, you know, to have to go in and like actually try to lift the atmosphere from it being a grief, you know, place of grief. But you experience so many tears and you see the, the kids come up to the, you know, to the casket and they're like crying their eyes out. And, you know, and I, man, I had to realize, I'm like, I can't carry this. I, yeah. I can't go on throughout my day at home. I'm thinking about the kids of this family all day. You know, I'm just like, oh, man, it sucks. What are they going to do tomorrow when they wake up? These are things that I'm like that I'm like pondering around in my head all day. I'm circling. It's in my thoughts. I'm sitting with it. Basically, I'm meditating is what I'm doing. When people think you don't meditate, you meditate all the time. You mm -hmm. meditate when you're worried. You meditate on how I'm going to pay these bills. You meditate, you know, on like grief or maybe things you've done wrong or when you're sh ashamed of something or, or condemnation, you're meditating all that time. So I had to realize I cannot carry these levels of emotion. So every day I cry. I feel great about it. It makes mm -hmm. me feel wonderful after I cry about it. Mm -hmm. And it can be just as random of you know i don't know just i don't know just the, the simplest things to the most uh traumatic things i cry about it now like i just get it out i don't let it sit and just uh fester and grow in me and then compound you know then all of a sudden i'm just like you know either that or we've just perfected how to stuff and keep it moving. We've perfected that as a culture. We've perfected, oh, okay, this happened, that happened, that, whatever. I'm going to just keep moving. Whatever, I'm going to just keep moving. It's not healthy for us. We have to dump that stuff. We, ha we have to get a therapist to talk these things out because we cannot just keep going and keep going and keep going like nothing is happening to us, like we don't have PTSD, that social media is not giving all of us PTSD on a daily basis. So one tool that I do, that I intend to cry every day in my life, no. I believe that the Holy Spirit designed me that way, like mm -hmm. legit. And I believe it's just because I decided to take everything to his feet, lay it at his feet, and now I can release it. I don't have to carry it. I just release it out, whatever it is that I'm feeling emotion-wise, I cry about it. All the time. Sometimes I could just be in the car. I could be listening to worship music. I could be listening to a great song just on the radio. I don't even have to be worship. But if it strikes me a certain way, I release. I do not hold it in. I just cry. Because I really believe it's therapeutic. I really believe it's an act of releasing. Like, mm -hmm. so that's one of my tools. And I think that crying, you know, for those who that have that, have that, um, that is, the, you know, who they are, I think crying is. Some people, it's not. You know, yeah. some people, you know, but writing it out, some people singing it out, yelling yeah. it out, talking it out. The yeah. goal is, as you said, is releasing it and not carrying it. Um, and if you're struggling with carrying it and how to release it, then that's where a therapist comes into play. That's where speaking to God and asking him to send you to the space, to where you need to go. 
um, yeah. comes into place. I saw a couple of comments, and I know we're at our time, but I did see um, Chloe said, how do I know God's voice? I hear this voice, and I hear it a couple of times, and it's right away, and it right away fear, mm. fear um, fills my chest, and I, get, I feel sick, and I don't know if it's me or God. Um, mm. And I'll say this, um, you know, that's something that I think that uh, in this time we couldn't just kind of answer, but I think needs can be, you know, discussed and talked about. But I would say this in my heart of hearts, a belief that when God visits us and he comes and he speaks to us, he does not invoke fear. Mm. Um, and so we have to think about that. I believe that when he speaks, now it might startle and catches us off guard because we've not heard it or, but I, and even that, I will say this and, and, and say this as we move forward. I believe that because he created us, we recognize his voice. Yeah. We may not realize that we recognize it, but we recognize it. And the voice that we know will not cause us fear um, mm. and not cause us to withdraw or to be concerned because it is a voice of familiarity. Yeah. Um, I, that is my belief. I won't, like I said, go into detail. And I see also, she said, I've been so overwhelmed with fear and anxiety and I've been forgetting things and I try to give it to God, but I keep surrounded. I'm being surrounded by anxious thoughts. And that is a mini story for many of us. I think even then, going back to what something we said earlier, seeking support, seeking a therapist. Uh, we appreciate you know all of you for coming even in tonight. Yeah. But being open to seeking a therapist uh, because anxiety can it can take us um, and doing like, you know, Corinne's story she shared before with, you know, seeking support, going, looking up, finding, seeking somebody, seeking things that she could connect to, which is why we even started this platform yeah. to help find things that you can connect to and people and we can help you connect to people and and. Um, um, people who can support the process of that because anxiety is not something that we can just say, okay, I have it and I don't want it no more here. Right. <laughs> There's work. It's work involved. Fortunately, it is work. Um, it is work. Uh, I would say Chloe inbox me. Um, inbox me. I, I can, I can, I can help you. I can come, you know, walk alongside you in this journey because it is work. It's not a thing where you feel like, you know, you've arrived. I, I believe everybody um, has mental health uh, challenges. I, I don't think we all want to admit it because of the stigma and because it always has a negative connotation uh, to it that you either psycho or something weird like that but we all have to do this maintenance you know we all none of us want to get to the point where we're having these thoughts and we're surrounded and bombarded with fear yeah that's because we have we've lacked maintenance of our mental health and it's also a lot of things happening with us physically with our physical bodies with the foods that we're eating and the toxins, you know and all of that um which we will be having experts um, doctors and things coming on uh, our show to speak to those things specifically. Mm -hmm. So make sure that, you know, if those are some things that you, that you're, that you're um, dealing with or whether, you know, it's food or whatever, um, just stay tuned uh, with us because this platform is not just so, uh, I don't know, Nazinga and I just have nothing else to do at nine o'clock <laughs> on a Thursday. Um, we really are so, so very, very passionate I have already, I've, I've spoken before just about my, my journey with this. I know exactly where you are, Chloe. I, I, I'm telling you, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Once you get to the light, 
at the end of the tunnel, you keep walking <laughs> with your tools in your backpack, okay? Like, door, all right? You have this handy dandy <laughs> backpack, backpack that you actually need for your life. And that's just for everybody. That's not, you know, just for, you know, it's maybe more so, I ain't even going to say more so. I believe it's for everybody. Everybody should have a regimen that you do for your life on a daily, whether it's a daily basis for some, whether it's a weekly basis for some, whether it's a monthly basis, whatever it is, but you definitely need to have something in place because this life. It's strange, you know, at times. It just is. And it throws things at us. I mean, we literally went through a year of a pandemic that was freaking catastrophic, you know, to our lives, to all of our lives, to the nation, you know. No one foresaw that. Still are. Right. And, and still are. <laughs> Nobody saw this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's not that you can't just say I've arrived. Like I'm sure there's plenty of people that were probably in a good place and then this happened and now they're like, how the heck did I get back here? So this is why this platform exists because we just wanted to get in the conversation to provide hope mm -hmm. to say Hello, my name is Corinne Deanna Lane. I do worship. I'm a believer, but I've also suffered with panic attacks and anxiety and health issues and have not done everything correctly. You know what I'm saying? Ended up in this place somehow and had to kind of, you know, dig my way out of a horrible ditch a horrible pit okay <laughs> so um saying that to say just as just as we close this is like no, this is not something that i believe that we're going to stop doing um I've, it's going to evolve the lord has placed a fire on the inside of the both of us that neither of us you know foresaw uh, this you know what i'm saying like coming in this way for us to connect um, through a worship duet and this platform be birthed just, you know, out of that and out of our conversation and our dialogue of just being passionate about people yeah. and the maintenance of our own lives. So I'm just excited. Um, I'm excited for everything that we have that's, that's coming. I'm excited about the platform expanding. I'm excited about us getting, you know, doctors and experts and um, people in to speak to this. The biggest stigma with this is it's hard to explain. Yeah. yeah. When you're explaining it to somebody, you know, you're like, I, I feel like this and then this happens and then I feel like I'm out of my body and then I, you know what I mean? Like, all oh, and, and people are just like, what? You know what I mean? Like, so you just are practice not saying anything because you're like, yeah, nobody gets it. Nobody understands. I'm telling you now, we understand. Nzinga is a therapist. She has heard it all. She understands. I have personally walked through this and am still walking through this. I understand. And on that note, <laughs>
we're going to just close this out. Um, I'm going to uh, end with prayer. And then I'm going to say goodnight. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, God, for just your love. Thank you for your concern for your people, Father. Thank you, God, for the call on our lives, God, that you called us for a time such as this, God, and in our obedience, we moved and operated in it, Lord. Thank you for each and every person on this live, those that are here, those that have that pass through, Father, cover them, keep them from any hurt, harm, or danger. God, we bind any satanic or demonic force uh, trying to come against anyone. We bind all of that in the name of Jesus, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for your protection over our minds. Thank you for the tools. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.